0: Welcome in to the DNBR Draft Pod. Tis the season. Could not be more excited. Presented, as always, by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado Dispensary. <laughs> Nature's of Colorado. Nature's of Colorado. Presenting sponsor, you know them. Top quality cannabis. Mentioned the NVR They will treat you right. Whew. Look at this. In studio with the boys, superstar producer Alyssa behind the sticks, and Big Hank, a draft pod OG back with us in his element. Yes. Broncos insider now.
1: Wow, yes.
0: <laughs> big Hank Broncos. This was a big get for us.
1: What well that's good to hear. Yeah. You know, it's weird for the Broncos because usually you get to the draft and it's like, oh. This is, this is like franchise defining. Like, what are they going to do? Right. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't have many strong feelings. If they want to go get a quarterback, cool. If they want to draft somebody, like just do whatever. And this is kind of a dark note to start on, but they're, they're kind of screwed regardless of what they do here. So (laughs) I'm curious what you guys can come up with to fix them. Right. Unless they just
0: hit a homer and uh, they fix everything with one Mm. pick. You never know. It could happen. As my favorite orphan from my favorite sports movie, Angels in the Outfield is known to say, that's a good one, huh, J. Mike? <laughs> J. Mike, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good, man. Excited to dive into it. Coming off of a big college basketball win, so I'm mm-hmm. a little tired. But, you know, this is this is the season where you got to grind. We're following Senior Bowl. I got the East West Shrine game tonight with three Rams in it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's time to lock in. But this is what it's all about. Well, 32 in the net rankings now
1: true one spot behind the colorado buffaloes with one victory (laughs) over them
3: (laughs) 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 jakester what's up it's our season i we get to grind one-on-ones so good it's just it always brings me back to you know those first days when i started scouting and stuff when we'd start doing this senior bowl um watch throughs and all that i love this time of year i'm excited yeah it really is the best Lots of guys popping. Lots of guys
0: who could fit the Broncos and Sean Payton. But first, we're playing a game of factor fiction, all related to the Senior Bowl and this here draft podcast. And we're going to start with you, J. Mike. Ooh, Quinone Mitchell, fact or fiction, the Toledo cornerback after the Senior Bowl is now a top two corner in this here draft class
2: yeah i mean he was my riser last week that i shouted out of who i thought was gonna like really kind of take a leap this week he was already getting plenty of love so it's it's not like a victory lap or anything like that but But late first love yeah but i i think he has a chance to be cornerback one so i I, just there's not a corner that's if you look at the film that's more consistently aggressive i mean he's got 45 pass deflections over the last three years, Insane. 37 of them were over the last two seasons. I just think if you're putting a corner opposite of a guy like PS two, especially from Denver's perspective, he makes a lot of sense. And especially just with some of the corners that have had success these last couple of years in the first round, I think he kind of fits that mold aggressive and coverage. Yeah. He might get, you know, handsy every now and then might pick up a PI flag, but he's not scared to attack the ball. And I just think that's really appealing in these modern, you know, offenses
0: against the modern offenses, super aggressive. And when you flash like this in one-on-ones, you're going to get that type of hype factor fiction, Jake
3: uh i think it's a fact um i think on arnold is pretty solidified as cb1 <laughs> at this my, point
0: my guy
3: but mm, okay. quinion mitchell is coming up man he's had a great senior bowl i loved watching him in one-on-ones he was getting after the ball he was getting in position constantly he's got the frame he's got great production probably the best production we've seen yeah from a corner especially at the g5 level at the g5 level for um, sure um yeah he's a massive riser great call by justin
0: we talked about him in a William Jackson comp, right? Uh the former Houston guy who went round one mm-hmm. to the Bengals way mm-hmm. back when. Hank, you wanna answer this one though? For you I'm more interested in too rich for the Broncos at twelve. Cause if we're talking about him in as a top two <laughs> cornerback, that's kind of the range you're talking about.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Terrian Arnold, if he's there, yeah. I mean, that's obviously not too rich. Those stat like if we're talking about stats, you guys have probably said this before. But this season, 12 pass breakups, five picks, six and a half tackles for loss, a sack, a forced fumble. That stat line also just like pops. If he's there, you can get behind that. Um, Like I said, like, I don't think that right now there's a clear cut path for the Broncos, you know, kind of depends on what they do in free agency. I don't think they're forced to get a quarterback. If they decide they're not getting a quarterback, then sure. Like second best corner could make sense. You look at the other positions, you know, some tackles could be around there you'd have to do something crazy, Uh like make like a draft day trade to then move on from Garrett Bowles to clear space, pick up more picks. I do think that if you're just looking at what positions would make sense, cornerback, even if it's not the top one on the board, definitely could be in play at 12
0: to go against the grain. I'll go fiction. I think it's too early to say right now. It's a deep group. The two Bama guys, Nate Wiggins out of Clemson mitchell certainly is part of this tier Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but as we know with the corners it's all about the 40s yeah
2: i mean he's gonna have to Mm -hmm. run well um kool-aid is gonna run really well Uh, you know
0: dude terry and arnold will run well wiggins is gonna be insane he might he'll
2: probably be the fastest no
0: he's light too right so there's some of like emmanuel forbes last year was 170 pounds the mizzou guys are in the mix you know it's Slowly but surely a deeper cornerback class. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, how's uh, the Georgia kid, Lester, Kamari, Lasseter. Kamari Lasseter.
2: All good. (laughs) I struggle with the (laughs) name so much. Um,
0: But, yeah, I think it might be premature, but this
2: kind of buzz coming out of Mobile, huge. It's interesting how much playing time a lot of these corners have had. Mm -hmm. It's not like one or two-year sample sizes with quite a few of these dudes. It's two, three years. Mm -hmm. 30 games played Mm -hmm. for Quinone Mitchell. I like that.
0: Henry. Yes. This one's for you. Oh, boy. Fact or fiction. The Broncos' next QB is in Mobile. Now, because it's phrased (laughs) like this, Jake (laughs) wrote this one. The Broncos' next QB... We really are talking about Michael Penix and Bonex. Yeah. Michael Pratt sure, maybe they draft uh-huh. a guy like that. Sam Hartman. Right. Yeah. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Hard to say that those guys are also gonna be the Broncos net. That would be a double hot take within this beautiful game of Factor that Fiction. really would Which be... Which actually is buy or sell, I'm seeing right now. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> Buy or sell is what I meant. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yes, buy
3: or sell. <laughs> Not either way, same oh, thing. Oh, boy. Same thing.
0: Oh, we're good. We're oh, good at this. Oh,
1: boy. I'll buy it. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I think wow. Bo Nix is probably most likely... Wow. I mean, I mean you, you look Damn. at what they could do this offseason. Boo. Oh, yeah. Nobody's excited... <laughs> I, I guess I don't know, like, the full so Bo Nicks vibe. I know at least one of them. I'm not super excited about it. But, yeah, I mean, I do think that when you look at what's going to happen, if they draft a – I think it's more likely they draft a quarterback than sign a quarterback just based on the options that are available. And I think okay. if they draft a quarterback, like it's this. more likely that they can't get up to a top three pick to go get – one of the big three. And so they're stuck in this tier, even if they trade up to eight to, uh, to go get one of these guys. Um, JJ McCarthy's kind of like the wrench in here. Mm-hmm. It might be a bad decision. It might, it might be going against the odds to say bye, but I do think it's, it's I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'll buy it. I'll take that. One of these guys is on the roster. Wow. I'll do it. Yeah. Wow. I'm shook. because uh, Penix. Penix has a chance there too. Penix is the range. Penix is in range. Mm-hmm. Penix, I mean, the other thing is, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Bo Nix, like, do they trade in the second round for him? Michael Penix, is he there in the third for him? Like, when you look at some of these rankings, I know we want to get into DJs and DJ ranked those guys a little bit higher, but you look at most of the mock drafts at the very least, like, Kuiper, Brugler, DJ, they say, like, these guys probably shouldn't be first round picks, but a team will probably reach. And I think all of them had one of those second tier going in the first round and the rest falling. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's lots to think about. Well, you asked a big question. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Is one of these guys the next Broncos quarterback? That's a
3: big question. It's true. I think I'm going to go fact two. Wow. Um, I think just what Hank said, the money situation, not only between Russ, but just where you're at up against the cap Mm -hmm. would make it more sense to draft a quarterback this year. Uh, they've met with some of these guys. I know at least Michael Pratt. Um, they've talked about that. But uh-huh. look, we've talked about Penix a lot. He's out there slinging the thing like he usually does, man. It's again just the yeah. age and injury concerns that we're gonna Your have to talk about. Talent is there. There are some Drew
2: Brees comparisons. I mean, there are. People have said it. How did you phrase it? Did you phrase it is going to be the. This- a, on the roster or is going to like actually start a game for no, the Denver no. Broncos. The
0: Broncos next quarterback
2: implying he's the guy.
0: And next quote what does next quarterback kinda,
2: mean to you?
0: Well, I mean it's it's a bit of a in the eye of the beholder.
2: Well, yeah, could I see a situation where like a Michael Pratt is on the roster? Do I think any of these guys are going to mm-hmm. be under center playing a game for the Denver Broncos over the next 2 years? I'm going to say fiction.
1: Oh, that's probably that's probably the best bet by the numbers.
0: Yeah, I'm selling to there's the JJ factor in all of this. Bonex terrifies me. <laughs> As I have mentioned, I do just think, with all that he was experimenting with in New Orleans, that Sean Payton will be very focused on going with a running quarterback and Bonex mm-hmm. fits that. JJ surely fits that. Uh, Penix less so.
2: Bo does feel like, if you were going to say, who would be, yeah. out of these guys, who would feel like the most Sean Payton pick? It would be Bo by a uh, lot. Right, right. Like, he literally could win eight, seven games with
0: Taysom Hill. What's he going to do with Bo Nix? I mean, well, with- and
2: just knowing, like, if you're a guy like Payton, especially after this whole experience with Russ, if you, like, so I could just design a system, and I'm just going to be like, this is what you're going to do and you do it and as long as he executes it like he'll be he would be fine with that mm-hmm. yeah that's true i mean i mean like yes. he has proven like yes. if you put him in a yes. position where you scheme it open quick reads like he could put him in that spot but you know the great question that we've raised for two three years now is just do these throws translate Does mm-hmm. anything yeah. we've seen at oregon matter at all or is it all window dressing so ex- and that's <sighs> to me it's his raw talent is that gonna translate i don't know that that works if you're like
0: jalen hurts talented right? or even jj mccarthy mm-hmm. to me jj do you think jj's talent trans, translates i think the physical ability yeah, i think his I arm too. without a doubt do it's too. just
2: can you we haven't seen you have to make the reads enough to trust yeah.
3: that you're going to be able to do it yeah mm-hmm. it's true the thing with bo nix though is especially just this last two years with russ kind of athletically limited With Bo Nix, you're opening the whole offense up. Uh, You can move him around a ton. You can even run him if you wanted to. Oh, you can run him a bunch. So I don't know. We'll see how much that intrigues Sean Payton because it does kind of feel like he was getting to that, especially in New Orleans. Yes, 100%. And I think Sean's intrigued by the top three which yes. is... Well, we know, you know he loves Caleb uh, yeah, exactly. Williams. I mean, he's All the rage
0: who would not from be? this week? Yeah. I know. It's like some I too random really guy like says. The top three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
1: like they might consider it. Everybody thinks. Yeah. So the, as Hex said,
0: probability wise, I'm I'm going with the what feels more yeah. likely, which is the no. I will take the field versus these two.
1: Sometimes I'll see Bo Nix just like they will be like a screen pass. It'll be like a defender. I'll like drop the arm down and yeah. kind of sling it out there, yeah. and then I'm like, yes, that does look nice, but also like. You're not that like you're not like you're not as cool as you seem to think you are like you know it's it's not there's there's part of that vibe to him to me
3: that I I can't explain it but it's just a little bit off off putting even the one thing I will give Bo Nix is he got so much better as he went through his college career you can't ignore oh, that oh my fact. gosh yeah mm-hmm. well i mean we should all have eight years in school i to, mean <laughs> to improve. well that's the other side of the coin there <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah i
0: mean he he had two cracks at the apple yeah he did bad at auburn rejuvenated career at oregon mm-hmm. yep very nice um i i'm gonna have to dig right back into bonex it's time to reevaluate right it is yes. this mentality do the, like, watch Bo Nicks, feeling like I've never
3: seen him before. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> we'll try. It's really we'll try hard for best. me to let go of Auburn Bo Nix. It, it's it, it, very is. hard. It's because very I watched hard. a lot
2: of that football, and it's just, yes, what I saw at Oregon was not the same deal. But also at Auburn, when he was the guy and you didn't have the restraints, man, it was a lot of running around with your head cut off and just mm-hmm. kind of hoping that, like, he can pull something out of his ass.
0: Even at Oregon, like, I remember there was a Buffs game
2: two she years said, ago.
0: Gone, okay, you were covering <laughs> yes. it. Where he does like, he's running the opposite direction is getting tackled and literally threw it behind his head. Like he yeah. was a bride at a <laughs> wedding throwing yeah. the bouquet. I forgot it sounds like that. Josh <laughs> Allen. That was insane. That's what that sounds
1: like because it sounds like a young Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but... Josh
0: is bigger than a lot of the edge rushers he's going against.
2: I do think there's a Mahomes effect on that, though, where guys are like because he does the whole Mm -hmm. non-mechanic throws off balance, sidearm, oh, I'm falling out of balance. I'm one Josh Allen. I'm one yard away from the (laughs) sideline, but I can rip it and they can do it. And so all these guys are like, oh, I can do it, too. And it's like, no, you're not Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Set your feet. I know. Like, (laughs)
0: get back to basics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like off off balance threes in the NBA it's like look you know what's better when you set your feet right just get your feet under you please um you know what we're gonna take a super quick break because this next one might be spicier yet (laughs) oh no but first Justin's gonna tell you about our dearest of friends
2: Shout out to the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. They have been with us since the very beginning. There's no better way to do anything than having oh, yeah. an ice-cold Breck brew in hand. 33 years they've been doing this, and it all comes down to their love Broncos and God. passion for making good beer. They are as Colorado as it gets. They rep the Broncos. They rep the Nuggets. They rep the Slopes. You know, check them all out. The Fun Slinger, it's fun to say. It's fun to drink. Mm. Um, you can't go wrong with the good company. Hard Seltzer, Mountain Beach Sour, a little taste of summer in the winter. Check out that Breck beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. And of course, we got to tell you about Natures of Colorado. They are our presenting sponsor, and they are the premier dispensary out in northeastern Colorado. They provide an amazing grade of cannabis, a vast variety of products. Check them out for all your needs. They've got infused edibles, high-potency concentrates, and of course, some of the best flower in the state. Their locations include Log Lane Village, Garden City, Sedgwick, and Millican. If you are in northeastern Colorado, they are the dispo for you. Order online at naturescolorado.com. Stay cozy in your car and pick up conveniently through their drive through We're living in the future, people. You don't even have to get out of your car. Uh, visit their location. Mention our code DNVR in store or in the drive through to take advantage of our great deals. You can get a $99 ounce every day there, which is already a great deal. But if you use the code DNVR, you can get a full ounce of any shelf for eighty-five dollars, which is an absolute steal. Exquisite extracts, two grams bucket for fifteen. Remember to use that code DNVR or mention DNVR in stores. Milliken. Does
0: that sound more like a Big Ten offensive lineman or like an FCS fullback?
2: FCS fullback. Yeah. Milliken that dude's going for four hundred and fifty yards on the ground. <laughs> With like 15 catches as he, they upset Hank's Montana team. And I he wears a neck roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big <laughs> neck roll on uh-huh. Milliken. Yeah.
0: You like that,
1: Hank? Uh, Sure. I actually didn't know that <laughs> name until you said that, and it brought me back. Um,
2: sure. Go Grizz. There you go. Yeah. Go Grizz.
1: Hank hates
0: it when I call FCS country what is like an entire subdivision of football that's played in the entire nation. Yeah. You know, I think of FCS <sighs> yeah. country as, like, the Montanas and the Dakotas. It's because they dominate. They do. They're yep. the best teams. That's FCS Youngstown country. Youngstown State had their
1: run back in, like, they the did. 90s. They did. The uh, William and Mary. No, not William Mary. James Madison had yep. their run yep. more yep. recently. Yep. Now they up. Got Sam Houston. Uh, they got went the, up. Like, App State. But, they're like, you've had, like, some teams, but it always comes back to Montana. To and me, now the Dakotas FCS sure country.
2: Does is Missouri and North like wow. it's all you know it's the yeah. Dakotas it's but it's not like because in the South you're paying attention to the SEC in the Midwest you know you got the Big exactly Ten right. or you got you know right. the Big 12 if you're in Oklahoma wow. and stuff but as soon as you start getting into like you know the the Michigan areas mm-hmm. and then you start working your way West through the Dakotas and all of that that's where we get to the good old God's country that's because <laughs> they like they run
1: it like a big pro like if you're in Alabama and you're you're Nick's not Nick Saban. You're you're you used to be Nick Saban. (laughs) Then what were you doing trying to win at Alabama? You start by getting the best players from Alabama and then you get the best players from the rest of the country. That's like that's like generally the recruiting. But when you go up to Montana, it's the same thing. It's like you get all the best kids in Montana because they're typically not talented enough to leave anyway. And so you hold them in and then you go outside. When you look at like, I don't even know, like a, a James Madison, they have to like they get like the leftovers after like the big schools mm. and so you
2: get up there it's like that's what it's all about that's you have like more big of an identity which is nice totally yeah and more fans and guys that are embracing the program whereas like if you land at like a james madison the reality is it's like well i was being recruited by utah exactly. state and then they pulled the offer late ended up at jmu or like if you're a montana kid hell yeah more like, than the grids. Anyways, we like gotta wait track, too. Let's, bring, let's bring it back <laughs> <That's> on <laughs> track.
0: Discovering America for you from the draft <laughs> pod. We'll do five America. minutes every every we week. Um Eastern Washington, good call from go. the chat. They used to be good. This buy or sell goes to you first, Jake. Okay. An incendiary one. Roman Wilson, mm-hmm. Michigan star wide receiver. Yep. He's looked good uh, at the at the senior He's bowl. Been His success in mobile makes suggests that JJ McCarthy won't be successful in the NFL so thus implying that he is he's playing better now than he was at Michigan because jJ was, was the problem
3: yeah here's the thing uh what Roman's been doing in mobile that I think's been so impressive is just uh-huh. getting off the line and gaining separation that's yeah. all you can yeah. ask for from yeah. your wide receiver yeah. and jJ hit him a lot of times but just looking at him at the senior ball, I couldn't help but feel like he could have done more. So, I'm probably gonna lean a little fact on this, um, but JJ is just so young. I don't think we really know what he's gonna be. I uh, I'll go fiction
1: here, because uh-huh. AJ Barner, the tight end, out there just dropping everything, counteracted, <laughs> counteracted. Yes, <laughs> receivers good, Fair tight point. end not good.
0: That's a great point. Honestly, I think they're all impacted by... It's a passing game that lacked complete rhythm. Like, uh, yeah, Yeah. when you throw it 40 times a game at Washington, you're going to get in a better rhythm than when you throw it 17 times in a game at Michigan.
2: I just have a hard time with JJ because I don't think we've remotely seen him in a position of what he'll be expected to do. And I think Mm -hmm. he has all the physical tools in the world. But I'm with you. It's like the... it's I think one of the hardest things in sports... It's being a six man that comes off the bench and cashes threes because you've been sitting there, you know, you're on the bench, you're not in the rhythm of the game. You're only going to get, you know, 15 minutes, probably a playing time. So you have to make the most of mm-hmm. them. It's really hard to be that guy that comes in and just, Oh, I'm already in rhythm. And when you're a quarterback and you hand it off yeah. 18 yep. times in a row yep. against Iowa, and you only have to throw 10 times to win. Like there just weren't very many instances where mm-hmm. he had to be the guy. If I was going to, go the other way i'll say i think i saw enough in like the two minute situation against alabama going down the hill where it's mm-hmm. you know I, all right that's the closest situation to what you're going to be doing in the nfl yep. i liked what you did <laughs> but we just haven't seen a lot of it and speaking of the fcs kind of similar to some
1: trey lance vibes where you know not asked to do a yeah. lot, whole bunch of running didn't there throw the ball trey whole bunch and then there's also like well the 28 touchdown zero interceptions play like, yes that was cool though. but also like I mean that's it's kind of easy to do do there. No offense to anybody. Like twice as many games and probably pass attempts compared to Trey Lance. Yeah, definitely, definitely more pass attempts. But it's but just that, that thing where profile. it's like, hey, he's yeah. a super yeah. young guy and talented, and like he's done what you could ask of him. All I'll say is when I watch JJ tape, I feel like there's
0: a lot of instances where Roman Wilson's letting him down. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm I'm willing to excuse it because it's like, yeah, I mean, shit, these guys haven't like thrown to each other for half a quarter like yeah, yeah they're not gonna be in super rhythm right, right. now it's um, one of the tougher
2: evals i feel like we've had these last couple tough, years yeah.
0: it's a very tough eval because you
2: could totally talk me into like if you just pulled up like jj's 10 best throws especially some of the stuff oh, on the yeah. move thousand the, thousand the zip in the red percent. zone like he has these Definitely. moments where yeah. you're like all right yep he ripped mm-hmm. that yeah and then he has moments where it's like he misses a little out route and you're just like Okay, but is that because he mm-hmm. can't do it, or is it just like one of those where it's I'm just mm-hmm. not in rhythm, and mm-hmm. it's the three point analogy mm-hmm. I'm making. He's just he needs a couple of reps mm-hmm. to get it going, mm-hmm. and then and sure. so you watch
1: his like ten best throws, and then you watch like Jaden Daniels' ten best throws. You'll be like, well, these they, they aren't even playing the same game. Yeah. Like JJ's gonna like fake a handoff from under center, roll out, hit somebody. Like Jaden Daniels, it's just like spread. You're just like yep. flinging it all over the place, and same thing with most of these guys. And so, oh, and Bo Nix is gonna totally. be like, what's
0: this guy's playing forward pass rugby. Like, what, exactly, right Caleb
1: Williams, half of them are just going to be RPOs. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. like it, you have to like the fact that he comes from kind of a pro style offense, but it is totally different than all the other quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. I like that he can go under center since yes. like most 19 year olds can't even do it anymore. I, um, I honestly think he's,
0: it's a similarly tough eval to what CJ Strout was last year. Where like there was so mm-hmm. much NFL talent mm-hmm. on there, all those games are supposed to be a blowout except for two mm-hmm. on the entire schedule, yep. mm-hmm. and so it's really hard to dial in on who's the real CJ. Like, if I you believe downfield
2: t- throws with Stroud, you yeah. never doubted that. No, no doubt. But it's
0: I mean, you didn't doubt that with Dwayne Haskins either. You well, know? yeah, or like <laughs> well, these Jones receivers are wide or, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's a good um, point. Buy or sell. Jordan Morgan I thought one of the big losers in mobile hmm. before we even stepped on the practice field Arizona star uh, left tackle actually spoke glowingly of him on the last show 312, I think so yep. really good size but the arm length is below 33 inches 32 inches Skoronsky is the only offensive tackle prospect in recent history that I can remember having that short of arms. Will Jordan Morgan's arm length drop him out of the top 50 picks? Justin.
2: Uh, Fiction. I'm going to say he barely stays in, but I think it's because even with the shorter arms, I like how he translates as a guard. I think worst case he can play, but I don't know if he's going to be a tackle.
3: Go ahead, Jake. I'm same thing. I think that he's one of the better offensive linemen overall in this class. Uh, of course, most of his stuff has been at left tackle, so there's going to be some, you know, can he make the conversion inside or whatever? Yeah. But he is what he is. I what mean, he's was really Slater's good.
2: arm length a couple years ago. Because isn't this the same debate we had about Rashawn Slater? He
0: was at least at 33 inches.
3: Um, it says yeah, 33 exactly for him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Henry. We'll say fact. Nobody wants a short arm lineman. No, one no wants Nobody a wants, short wants a short-arm tackle. Line. Yeah, it's just
0: <clears throat> you just don't. You yeah. just don't. You well, know who
1: especially doesn't want those guys?
0: Sean me? Payton. Sean Payton. Oh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Payton.
1: Payton. I <laughs> knew it was one of the three of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of turning out to be like a big deep offensive line class, and I think yes. that's kind of the kicker yes. for me. Is that it's not <clears throat> there are enough mm. options there that have mm. long arms that I just don't think I'd mess with it at that point. And who knows? Maybe they all fly off the board. Maybe you get, like, Fleshanu and Alt, all all these guys just go off of the top 12 and all of a sudden back half the first round. Maybe they start creeping up, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll say fact. I, I think there's just too many options there for somebody to take that gamble.
3: Good point.
0: Yeah, I think he drops off, too. Um, things can change. We're only, like, in the first third, maybe even first quarter of draft mm-hmm. season. Maybe his arms so, will grow. So we've got, yeah, <laughs> I mean... Arms won't grow, but <laughs> could a scout get it wrong at the pro day? And could all of a be. sudden we have sure. uh, like discern. I've seen that combine yeah. senior bowl don't match up. Yeah, that'd be huge for this guy. I think he has to be moved to left guard at this point. He's too big to be a center right guard. He's not that kind of powerful mauler. So that doesn't fit. So it's a bit limited to just be a left guard with maybe some options to be an emergency uh, short-armed offensive tackle for you. One note I had was the American O-lineman, where there's the Missouri kid who's really impressed with Patrick Paul, who's massive out of Houston, Guyton, who obviously Mm -hmm. is probably the top O-line. They look so (laughs) much bigger and more like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of size I need at the NFL level than the other guys, where even Fuaga from Oregon Mm -hmm. State, like he's played really well. Yeah he came in with sub 34 inch arms and I'm kind of like, if you're going to be a dominant mauling run blocking, right tackle, I kind of need you to have that mm-hmm. like bury your ass in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Be a bully type length. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, it's going to hurt a little. So that's uh that's where I'm at with that one. We'll run through these last couple and then give some other winners and losers. Given his short arms, also 32-inch arms, Zlatu Latu, the UCLA edge rusher, no longer a top 15 lock. Jake, we'll start with you. He's been one of your guys.
3: Yeah, uh, top 15 in that case, I'll say it's a fact that he won't be there anymore. I do think he's one of the better all-around pass rushers. Just so in you terms say he
0: is a top 15 lock.
3: He isn't a top 15 fact lock. Fact he isn't, yes. Fact, fact he, he is. isn't. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. He's just got a great arsenal of pass rush moves. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got some of the best bend in the class, especially of these top-end yeah. guys. Yeah. And he's just all he does is produce. I mean, yeah. uh, I can't get the Colorado game out of my head where he just took over this last year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we've Don't seen me. that before. No. Well, true.
1: What, what happened with Drake Jackson? He hasn't done much. Oh, yeah. Destroyed Colorado back in the day, though. San Francisco, right? Yeah, San Francisco. So buried behind Randy Gregory, Chase Young, yeah, Nick Bosa. Yeah, that's hard Still to might through. be pretty good. No, uh, but yeah, I'll say fact, he's not a lot for the top 15. I mean, the again, the kicker here is the the neck thing where, yep, yep. Yep, I mean, I if he really is just good to go and the neck injury that forced him to medically retire is no longer an issue, then sure, I guess he fits in there. But still in my head, I can't get it out. And if I'm Sean Payton or George Payton or any executive, it's like this guy literally is medically retired from football. I'm not sure that this is who I want to invest in. Like well, that that just that just is really concerning. Throw in like short arms, or whatever else, like I think he was kind of fringe anyway, but lock for top fifteen, no. Nah, he's not.
0: I the, feel like a month ago we would have been like, Man, if he dropped exa- to twelve, yeah. we would be hyped. And now it feels like eh, if he drops that twelve, you kinda know why.
2: I like it a lot, man. I don't know. Oh, I mean okay. I, I he's like his looking bends. good
0: in practice too, right? I think
2: I just don't know Mm. if I care as much for the edge as I would on a tackle, just given like, yes, that is a factor. You know, you don't want guys to be able to get your hands on and just be stuck. But like with how versatile he is, with how quick his first step is, it doesn't bother me as much. I think like Hank said, the neck thing I think would worry me more. So I might say he's not going to go top 15, Yeah. but I I will Mm -hmm. say, I don't think it's because of the arm length. I think it would just be the, is is he going to hold up? To Hink's point That's about the point.
3: the neck, though, I mean, was an issue uh, this year. No, but I'll bring up Jalen Phillips. Remember when we talked mm. about him coming mm-hmm. out of Miami? Mm-hmm. How he medically retired too. He had a, I think it was more head injuries for yeah. him rather than neck. But he turned, he's turned into a great NFL player. I know he yeah. got hurt this year, but yep. I mean, there's a there's a pathway for these guys who have, I guess, medically retired and come back, or Which, some guys. It's crazy because I mean, Washington and UCLA have like
1: some of the best medical schools in like the country. And so I would imagine the medical staffs there are pretty good. And so to go from one spot and medically retire to another who say like, we think you're a okay and good to go back. Your neck looks fine to us. Like that's that to me is strange. Also like the whole process, maybe this is out there, but I'd be curious. Like did he medically retire, hit the portal, UCLA reaches out and says like, Hey, we'd love to have you. If our doctor, like it's just a very weird to go through all the steps to being medically cleared and on a new football team. Somebody's gonna write a good story about that.
0: Could they get him in the third?
1: See, just the like way we're he, talking that's about. That's a him. medical
3: red shirt that could really drop all of a sudden, huh? Well, yeah, the, the way, way we're, we're talking red about flag. It sounds like a guy that's gonna drop pretty far. No kidding. I
2: think someone's getting a steal.
3: Me too. Yeah, I'm about it. Um,
0: so another edge rusher who's really flashed. Yeah. Is Darius Robinson out oh. of Missouri? was actually uh top five in the SEC in tackles for a loss. This graduate senior at Mizzou. He's a guy I think we mentioned a few times when previewing Mizzou games. Uh and that's the factor of fiction is Darius Robinson this year's Keon White, the Georgia Tech kind of hybrid edge stand you know, hand in the ground end, mm-hmm. maybe more natural five tech. Yeah. Who gosh in two practices at the senior bowl last year shut it down and then was a top 50 pick for the Patriots in the Mm -hmm. second round. Um, A guy who he reminds me a lot of production wise, a half sack less than Jared verse two and a half tackles Mm -hmm. for a loss more. Mm -hmm. His production in the sec, very comparable to all the top edge rushers in this class. And I will answer this question. I say fiction and it's because He's not this year's Keon White. He's like this year's Marcus Davenport, Mm -hmm. another guy who came to the Senior Bowl and went from being a guy who was in the day two mix to like a top 15 pick. And by the way, a guy who Sean Payton Mm -hmm. drafted up to go get.
1: And who is now a free agent again with a very extensive medical history. Did not pan out,
3: But,
2: I mean, Sean Payton, you never know. Yeah. I mean... He's what they need. Freak. The Broncos. A team that couldn't stop the run to save their fucking life. Well, yep. and I, I love him on the inside. <laughs> yep. I right? do, too.
0: Like, you've seen him at the senior ways practice. Inside reps, outside reps. Inside reps, whatever. But, like, a guy who's, like, in the six four, six five range, 290 pounds. We talk about it all the time. There's not that many, like, first-round interior defensive linemen. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just he like his versatility. Like,
2: I think... I don't know if like you're not gonna put him at a three technique or anything like that, yeah, but right. he doesn't have that type of size. But for he's one of those dudes that's what is he 296? 296, yeah, yeah two ninety six. Huge. He looks bigger than that though. Yeah. It's all muscle. Mm-hmm. It's not you know like and he has he's explosive mm-hmm. off the snap. He's really physical. He throws dudes around. He's, he's one a- of those dudes that'll throw you and then explode and make the mm-hmm. tackle in the back. Like he's not, he doesn't just have to be a guy that's, you know, eating up space mm-hmm. so other people can make plays. He can do it all. That Missouri team, I mean, they were just fun to watch in general between their offense and defense. Like it was one of the more fun stories in college football, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I, I think he's a guy that's going to go a lot higher than what we were talking about a month ago.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been balling. All these Missouri guys have been balling. I'm going to read a tweet here. This is from Brett Coleman, mm-hmm. YouTuber. He said, for those that are curious, here are Darius Robinson's pass rush win rates from different alignments. From 3-4-I, 13%. From 5-6, 18.8%. Wider than that, 19.1%. And then he wow. goes, so to me, he's a six five, 290-pound 5-tech that can play edge and nickel looks just for fun. That's the JJ Watt profile. Yeah.
0: That's a nutty comp. It's, it's a nutty, comp. It's a nutty you know, comp, but I mean, in I terms get the of the freak player, body, yeah. like yeah, yeah. being totally. versatile, I get it. Uh, but and, yeah. I mean, we gotta remember, JJ was not some dominant force at Wisconsin. He was more a flashy yes. upside guy for the Badgers. Mm. So I'll say fiction and then turned into, you know, JJ Watt. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I, I haven't watched him play, but you've sold me. I, I'll say fiction. He is not Keon White. He sounds even better. And I love I Keon White. I love it.
0: Um, let's get into a couple quick winners from Senior Bowl week.
2: Huh. No, God. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> did I cut you off? No, 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 not, no, no. Oh, no. I, just taken uh, some I was just talking flack about in me, the, uh, in the comments. Were,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I,
0: I kind of assumed that was like a story from the Broncos pod.
1: No, no, I've never gone to Hobby Lobby. I've never eaten crayons. <laughs> oh. But that I can like see how you
0: connect the dots. Kind of sounds like something baby Andre would do. I famously, <laughs> in my stroller in the Louvre once, chewed up a postcard of the Mona Lisa, then stuck it up my nose. Well,
1: at least it wasn't the real thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
0: That would have been an international incident right <laughs> <would've been>. there, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be here right now. Sure would uh, uh, Nice little um, flex.
2: You've been to the Louvre?
0: Yeah, that's right. As a baby. Even, uh, even ate a postcard. And again, since. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Um, okay. Justin a winner we'll, we'll go Ooh. we each can do a winner at a time
2: a loser uh, if we want I like Guyton tackle <laughs> he's he's I mean Quinyon Mitchell is my guy but oh, I don't want right to give tackle. something else um, so yeah I, I like him a lot I think he'll be in the, the Denver mix especially if they potentially trade back a couple of spots like 16 17 that feels prime he's such a fascinating case
0: as a guy who's almost exclusively played as a right tackle doesn't have a ton of starts to his name. Mm-hmm. But I mean he's got Jersey swag off the charts. <laughs> he just he looks the part. Yeah. And, and not just looks like again, come kind of at jersey swag. Like he just is so steady, balanced, such a nice mix of like length, strength, balance, um and the upside. The upside is shouldn't be
2: so fluid if you're that big and lanky. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like a guy who like like oh he took some ballet dances and it was gorgeous like i could see him being that nimble and i know it's like i'm making a joke here obviously but like it's just when you see somebody that big that long you're just like how are you so smooth with everything Mm -hmm. like
3: dude looks like he could be a ballroom dancer too for sure (laughs) he's been impressive no doubt jake uh i don't think there's been any more impressive player than tavondre sweat yeah he is dominating yeah, there was an
0: early rep where Lemur, the Arkansas center, gets him on the ground. And I,
3: I like, in my living room was like, whoa. Yeah, on the other end, Lemur Dude. is a guy who's really impressed me also. Yes.
0: He also, on day two, Sweat, like, literally took Lemur and yeah. put him in the quarterback. But he's
3: the only one, lap. I think, that Sweat really struggled to go yeah. against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you guys mentioned Christian Haynes before, mm-hmm. the guard from UConn. Yeah.
3: Yes. yeah that guy's a monster yes
1: that there's like big belly vibes right there yep. where you show up you're a massive guy and nobody gets by you um worthy of a shout out for sure i th- i think i've recently discovered my type at receiver and okay. i think i've, I've kind of been i didn't realize this about myself but i didn't really have a type everybody's like oh the speed guy like get downfield. i think everybody's in love with that and i've always kind of not liked that all that much because it just feels kind of lame um the big guys I really like just big bodied receivers. And so, this is, these are two very Homer picks, but Luke McCaffrey, I was like, okay, Luke McCaffrey's going to go out there. Like, it's a McCaffrey. You got to invite him, that sort of stuff. Then I watched him. I was like, oh, he's big. He's strong. He's physical. mm -hmm. He'll catch some balls. And so, I think maybe it was just me putting him in a box as like a McCaffrey who gets like a token invite, but no, he actually looks like he could be a legitimate receiver. And I mentioned this upstairs. He kind of pulls the Jersey up. Like the way he kind of like moves, it's like, he's really trying to look like Ed McCaffrey, (laughs) which is a good marketing choice on, on his part as as a receiver who kind of built that way. Um, But I, I was impressed. Also, Brendan Rice, former CU guy who I was telling Dre, I've done like a 720 on him. He went to Colorado. I was like, Oh, this guy's sick. Like, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, big, fast. Jerry Rice's bloodlines, like, you love all those things. Goes and plays, makes a couple plays, but for the most part, you're like, eh, not that good. Goes to USC, doesn't really get on the field. This year, gets out there. He's the best wide receiver. Yeah, I didn't realize, so I went back through the the Caleb Williams tape. He's a monster. Like, he's big. He isn't always the best separator, but, like, if you want, like, somebody to run a curl for you... He'll sit down in that curl, and bang. Nobody's getting by him, and he's doing that stuff with the Senior Bowl too. Even that downfield, like it's not separating, but just kind of holding guys off and getting the ball. Yep. I, I those those two guys, I've I've really enjoyed watching. Same with Johnny Wilson in that moment.
0: Yeah, there. yeah. He isn't Johnny getting a lot of hate though. Lots of yeah. drops.
3: I I get it, but you just watch him out there and run. It's like this guy just has position every play. Like, yeah, he's huge. Yeah, it, I'm, so massive. Just huge. He's. Really fun to watch, and there's some where, like
1: guys will like wrap around. who will use his arms to reach exactly. out. You're like, yeah, you should not have gotten that one. But again, yeah. like there's the drop and it's like you should have gotten that one. So they kind of balance out. But there's he's fun.
0: I found Javon Foster out of Missouri. Their left tackle, yes. extremely uh, impressive. Yes, a guy who in the SEC has only allowed one sack. He's one of the big boys at offensive tackle, like just size wise. Uh, six five like 309 and his arms were 34 plus i think 35 inch actually Damn. um and when you have that kind of resume against the sec you bet your ass i'm gonna be watching him against georgia <laughs> tennessee and all the big dogs he had on the schedule george uh, mizzou obviously so impressive this past year and i think a guy like this who was also team captain is a big reason why so two mizzou guys with stock up up yeah. up and Robinson and Foster for me at, you know, premium position. So Chris when Abrams, Drain, in the
2: trenches like it was significant. That's, That's what straight. jumped out right away with them this year where you're you, you were like, oh, no, like they really could be a factor in this SEC oh, yeah. race because you watch the way they're able to mm-hmm. run the ball against One. these other fronts. In the fronts. trenches,
0: they were just It was unreal. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And as you mentioned, 35. they've got some corners too. Chris Abrams, Drain,
2: mm-hmm. three also foot had a nice week. Week. <laughs> yeah, <I agree>. really <laughs> nice Yeah, I agree. He's just rocking like <laughs> a third grader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no that's insane what if
1: instead of like like running like the whole like trying to pass rush off the edge stuff they just had like the tackle and the edge rushers like compare arms and <laughs> the winner gets his way sounds amazing yeah you better have those arms stacked up
3: pre-game yeah exactly if we're Start talking stretching out
1: the shoulder a little bit we're talking arms
3: patrick paul from houston yeah he's massive he is ginormous yeah and he's kind of got what justin was talking about with the guy earlier where it's like how are you so smooth that big he uh measured in at six seven three he's got 36 and two eighth inch arms mm. yeah I love him mm. mm. Dude's mm. an f-250 Not. out there he is Dude.
0: yeah <laughs> i love him and these are the guys who sean payton that's his team yeah that's parcells to a t mm-hmm. um and unlike Guyton, who's more of a right tackle, if you're looking for a future solution at left tackle, Foster Paul. And they kind of have uh, to have that, that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're kind
2: of to that point now with Bulls yeah. where it's like, do you recommit and hope that he's able to even touch that two years ago, yeah. or do you just maybe like kind of try and move on while you can't? Maybe you could get something for him yeah. if you brought mm-hmm. someone in. It'll be tough be thing. interesting. You'll have to find a replacement, but they
1: save sixteen million bucks if they cut or trade him. And I think. I I wouldn't cut him. I think that no, you could trade. Him. It's worth sixteen million bucks, but the mm-hmm. trade conversation should be real. Definitely. The other thing they can do though is extend him, and if they extend him two more years, restructure. Yep, and, yeah, and then yeah. he pushes some money back, and so you can save some money right now. But I do something's going to happen there. I, think I doubt so he too. just plays out the season. I bet it's either an extension or they trade him.
0: Yeah, and then I mean we're seeing some really talented centers. The Oregon guy yes. was
1: yes. Oh, is like yeah. that god no, no. He, um jackson, jackson, he's the broncos
3: now power that's johnson right. yeah. that's last year my bad <laughs> yeah. um i'm gonna try and yeah jackson powers johnson good job <laughs> oh yeah look at you all oh, three you had three for three you went three for
1: three, three, for three. <laughs> jackson powers johnson nice
0: <laughs> i assumed that was gonna be like that's the most like getting an eagle on the golf course <laughs> <or something. Wow. laughs> it
2: is
1: left-handed jackson it powers is. Johnson. he looks awesome yeah he looked yeah. good man he really looks
0: good um
1: that's the tough part for the Broncos though like obviously Lloyd Cushenberry's contract up I don't know what you go to the draft without that address though you know yeah. it, kind of, it's almost tougher to get a rookie now when I, I guess you have I you have Forsyth you have uh Luke Wattenberg yeah, and so I you're mean, not empty there but they're
0: just not gonna be good and like instead of th- drafting a guy it's like kind of a journeyman you know stidham competing with Mm -hmm. you know jimmy g is kind of the generic journeyman you know and it's that kind of deal for a year before
1: then it's like well whatever i mean he could play center at that (laughs) point i don't care (laughs) why not yeah why not honestly might be better get up the draft board for next year. Do you like your chances better at long snapper or center? Oh, long snapper by a mile. Yeah, I've actually that. you know, it is tough cuz like it's tougher to hit the target obviously. Uh-huh. Like just handing the ball to your ass is like not <laughs> not, not difficult at all. <laughs> totally. But when you got to get the ball like 14 yards, uh it's tricky. I actually spent some time with yep. the Broncos long snapper. Uh-huh. There's like longsnap.com. We'll do long snapper rankings. No, Whoa. Yeah, I love yeah, it. no there's like cuz I asked him I was like how it was it was when they're doing the top 100 voting. And so somebody, one of the defensive linemen put him on there as, like, a joke. Um, I was like, well, how would you even know who's good? And he went, like, into it. And he's like, there's these three websites who, like, track everything, rank everything, college and pro. I spent some time on longsnap.com. Turns out wow. Broncos have a pretty good long snapper.
2: There's some wow. really famous That's trainer. Amazing. I'm trying to remember. His, I know who you're talking about. There's some famous yeah, I, trainer yeah. dude who all the college kids go to, and he, like, shares. There's. It's kind of, like, specialists are really funny because, like, there's not... A kicking prospect out there that's not a five star kicker, exactly. five star punter, because they get their own rating yep, system yep, yep. from specialists, and it's like, oh, I'm a five star kicker, and you look, and it's like, oh, but their only offer is Eastern Coffeeville Community College. So <laughs> exactly, what, what yep. checks? Buffs have
1: had some five stars. Wow, I think are you are gonna Jace, save uh, the DJ stuff. A great way Jace Feely, uh, I think,
0: yeah. was a We'll stuff. save yeah. the DJ Kickered. stuff. We'll yeah. have more Senior Bowl takeaways and what have you. With the game in the books and the third practice in the books. And uh, then, I mean, we're in full swing. I think we need to start previewing it's positions and doing the thing. Hank, thank you for joining us. Of course, yep. catch, catch Hank uh, every day or almost on the Broncos pod. Mm-hmm. Jakester here heating up with uh, recruiting and hoop season on the buff side. Yep. And
3: Jay Mike here
0: on the on the Rams. We're about to go live here in 15 minutes. Yeah. So. Do it stay tuned uh thanks for tuning in appreciate it leave us a thumbs up share the link with your people tell them it's uh it's draft season and the boys aren't playing around this year and uh thank you as always to natures of colorado for presenting this here pod we shall be back next week bye